Soft, the creator of Spells of Genesis and Everdream Soft Crystal Suite. Pioneer in integration and use the blockchain tools in gaming and digital assets. You can check out their Spells of Genesis, which is the first blockchain-based mobile game where you can collect, trade, and combine orbs to build the strongest decks. Their Orb Explorer is a multi-chain block browser for game assets and collectibles. Their Casa Toucan Wallet is next-generation multi-chain digital wallet with an integrated browser and news reader. For more information, go to everdreamsoft.com. That's everdreamsoft.com. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Crypto Current. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a very special guest all the way out in Geneva, Switzerland, working on a really cool gaming project. Uh, we have Shaban, who is the founder of Everdreamsoft. How are you doing today? Great, great. Thank you. Yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, and first, want to learn a little bit more about you. Can you give us a little background on yourself? So I'm um, founder of Everdream Soft. Um, so I started the company right after my university study. Uh, but before that, I always liked to develop game and I learned programming on my own because I wanted to be able to uh, put to, to make my dreams or what I see a reality. So I learned uh, programming when I was um, uh, high school and even before. And I started with the first game before my university studies, um, a, a trading card game. Uh, that I did on the web um, in um, early uh, 2000s. And then after that, I, um, after my university studies, I decided to take this game that I did and uh, port it to a mobile. It was the very beginning of the iPhone and that was an opportunity. So I, I thought I will take this game and make a professional living out of this uh, project taking advantage of the uh, the opportunity that were coming with the, the, the mobile. Uh, then after that, uh, so uh, I, in 2010, uh, started Everdreamsoft with our first title, Munga, that was a trading card game for those who are familiar. It's a bit like Hearthstone, a uh, strategic uh, card game. And it was very early. There was very few mobile game uh, at that time. And the space was very fascinating. The, uh, and the space is mobile gaming because the, there was innovation, like cool things uh, popping up every day. Uh, you would have news, new feature, new, uh, new technologies. That was uh, early 2010. And uh, moved all along with this uh, this first title before uh, uh, getting bored with the gaming mobile gaming that was uh, then become a mature market with a lot of people, a lot of content. So then I decided to move on something else. Got it. Okay. So 
uh, you finish university, you get really excited about, you know, building your dreams into reality. Um, I'm doing that a lot through the gaming system. So you are building these games through your company, Everdream Soft. But what was that first introduction into cryptocurrency? Like, how did you first hear about it? And then uh, what made you want to, to, to bridge this new innovation with Everdream Soft? So uh, first I heard of Bitcoin was around 2012, um, a little bit before uh, Mongox crashed, the infamous Mongox crashed. Uh, I, I read some news like tech news, like I do, do often, and they were talking about this thing called Bitcoin that you could mine. That was a, a bit strange, but okay. I thought, okay. And it was a price of $100. And I thought mm, I should get uh, some. And uh, then it was complicated. I forgot. Uh, and then I read another news like, wow, Bitcoin went from uh, 100 to 200. And I thought, oh, I, I missed that. Um, I missed that. So I should really uh, do something this time. So I went to get my first Bitcoin. So it was very speculative at the beginning, uh, just uh, writing on the price. Then I started learning about it and it was very fascinating. I thought that's the future. That's really a game changer. Uh, it's not only a tech, it's uh, something much bigger. And every day I could learn something new. Uh, see new projects, ideas uh, popping out of uh, blockchain. At that time, you you have to figure out that there was no Ethereum or um, or something alike. It was really about a cryptocurrency token and creation of uh, of uh, of currencies. And at that time, there was some project like called uh, Colored Coin and. Um, and the idea behind Colored Coin is that you could use Bitcoin um, to create some sub-currency. So basically, you take a Bitcoin and you say, okay, this flag as, I don't know, uh, my own currency. And then when I trade this Bitcoin, I actually trading something else uh, behind. So not only the Bitcoin, but also some uh, other flagged or colored um, coin in a sense. Then a uh, counterparty came and I was uh, fascinated because it has the same property idea as colored coin, but there was an exchange, a DEX integrated into the protocol. So basically you could create your currency, uh, calling it Shaban, for example, or whatever name you want, saying, okay, it has uh, this amount of supply and you could just have it created. And you could start exchanging it, trading for one uh, currency to another currency. So I thought, okay, so we have this first game, uh, Munga, and we noticed that people are exchanging cards, game cards, um, exchanging cards for real money uh, under the table. And um, it had monetary value. Uh, but you couldn't really trade uh, inside the game themselves because it brings a lot of other problems. Because if you are custodian of people value, uh, that would be the cards, you cannot uh, allow that to have a monetary value because then you need to be a bank. And then people will 
call the support and ask for uh, reversing transaction or um, or or whatsoever. So um, I thought, what if we could emulate, uh, thanks to blockchain or the Bitcoin counterparty in that case, what we could emulate physical worlds. Uh, so having an item that when you have it, you own it for real and nobody has power on that item uh, except yourself. This was uh, the, 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 the very first idea of uh, using blockchain. And at that time, there was no similar project um, using a currency. And instead of saying it's a currency, you say it's a game asset or a piece of art or it represents something visual. So this is uh, how uh, I started with Spells of Genesis. And quickly, I noticed that uh, people will need a wallet because all the wallets were targeted toward the, the currency, not really NFT-like, so not owning item, but uh, a list of currencies. So you have this currency, this currency, this currency. Uh, and um, it would be better to see, okay, you have this picture, this picture, this picture, this picture, and being able to send to another user or trade on a decentralized exchange like uh, uh, trading this item, this game item, which is not uh, necessarily a, a currency. So that's uh, how uh, it started. And that's how we created the, the first uh, collectible cards. And um, there was uh, two ideas. So one would be to have it uh, cross-compatible because it's also a, a, a possible on blockchain is you could have same item usable in several products. So we used Munga. The first cards were used to be on Munga, playable, but also cards that will be played in another game, a future game, Spells of Genesis, that um, I wanted to, uh, to start. So in 2015, uh, we released uh, the first cards uh, of a long uh, series of cards that are still uh, continuing uh, today on the blockchain counterparty because at that time, Ethereum mainnet was even not uh, released. Right. So let me just do a, a quick recap. So you, when you first got into crypto, you were learning about Bitcoin and you, you know, learned about the example of how you could basically use these uh, altcoins that were having Bitcoin basically be the, the, the back end of like where the value is and then being able to then uh, have your own custody to, to, to use that however you like. And so you kind of use that concept over for your game where you're noticing for, for Moonga, I believe, uh, where people would be uh, off market trying to buy and sell and create this own economy uh, where there was monetary value attached to the game. However, for you as the owner of web and, and being in web two and mobile gaming, you didn't want to be the custodian. You didn't want to have to be a bank where you're having to worry about all this stuff and worry about um, paying people back, et cetera. So you wanted to figure out a way for uh, your players to be able to be their um, own custodians and you potentially could be able to make money from them making exchanges, doing whatever and getting a percentage of that. But you personally, are you the company not having to be the custodian um, of those types of transactions? Yes, yes, correct. And um, th th there was a big challenge at that time because when I discussed with other game developers, 
they were not very happy with the system or not very uh, many people believed uh, in the system. First, um, the cryptocurrency was unknown. So that was one problem or uh, related to drugs or many different kind of uh, bad, um, bad press. That was one thing. But the second thing was... Okay, but what's interesting from a game publisher uh, point of view is that if it's digital and people cannot trade among each other, you can sell twice the same item to two different people. But if you allow people to trade among themselves, uh, then you're selling once and uh, then uh, two people will benefit. And one bet that I took uh, was to say, yes, but people are likely to spend more, much more money if they own the token, if it's not something uh, that may vanish at any time. So people will spend more. So it will be more interesting uh, from a game publisher point of view to create those kind of items versus pure uh, digital items. And if you compare to physical trading card games, uh, for example, people uh, who are playing both like physical and digital, um, they are spending more money on physical uh, card game, but they play more often on digital. So it means that they invest more in physical. And when you ask, people will say, yes, they spend more because it's something they own, they can touch, uh, it's more concrete. Um, but um, thinking of it, it's not necessarily that. The fact that you own something physically and it, you know it retains value, you can resell at any moment, even if you don't do it. The fact that you think, okay, uh, I'm owning this has a much more uh, power and, 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 and value. For sure. And which kind of brings us to present day. So Everdreamsoft right now, you have uh, three core products that you're kind of working on. So you have Spells of Genesis, you have Orb Explorer, and you also have Casa uh, Token Wallet. So can you just give us an overview of, of, of currently, like, what are these three items and other things that Everdreamsoft is currently working on? Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know about all of the amazing content that we're making for you exclusively over on YouTube. You can stay connected to crypto's top stories and trending topics with the Aftershock. Every Wednesday, join Cryptocurrent Steve Miller and myself for a brand new discussion on what's going on in the wild world of Web3. If you want to learn more about cryptocurrency and blockchain but don't know where to start, Crypto Decrypted will cover everything from basics and fundamental analysis to the advanced concepts of technical analysis. Join Chris K every Thursday exclusively on YouTube to get this content. Finally, if you want to take a deeper dive into the world of NFTs and learn more about all the latest and greatest and what's happening in that space while capturing alpha, join Steven on NFT Thursdays exclusively on Twitter Spaces on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you're enjoying our content. And if you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share, and leave comments so that we can continue to give you the content to keep you cryptocurrent. Yes. One interesting thing I said, our work is also, and we used to be always ahead of, uh, of our time. Um, one thing that happened is when we started uh, Amunga on Counterparty, uh, no, Spells of Genesis and Counterparty and issuing token, um, Ethereum came out. And um, a lot of people were saying, okay, you should migrate to uh, to Ethereum. 
So uh, the the thing this with counterpart this thing with counterparty is over now. Now there is a better tech, and especially because Ethereum was much much more cheaper than a Bitcoin transaction at that time, and faster. So everybody were saying, okay, Ethereum is cheaper and faster. So why uh, would do we care about um, about this old uh, crap anymore? But the what I notice is. The technology is not only um, uh, how fast is it or how cheap is it. Uh, it's about also a governance. So using Ethereum or today Solana or, or, or EOS at, at some time in the past is also your core belief. Who should be in charge? Uh, what are the rules? Who are the rule makers? And everybody uh, opt in for a system or another. And at that time, we saw a fork between Bitcoiners and Ethereum maximalists. And some people uh, became Ethereum maximalists. Some people stayed Bitcoin maximalists. Then there's other chain and you find other kind of uh, maximalists for, for, for a new chain. But... Um, all these uh, are opportunities or people. I see them as a country. Each country, they have their own system, their own governance system, and also their own currencies. So when you localize your game, for example, uh, with one chain, is like bringing your game to the US, for example. Um, so there is a certain amount of people, a certain amount of money, of revenue uh, in this, uh, in this um, specific area of the world. But you can also have another country where people are different. They have other rules, other value, other currencies. And um, everything we did uh, at, at this time was saying, okay, we are not moving to Ethereum, but we are... Uh, uh, doing multi-chain, we're giving the opportunity to people to own the card in the chain they want. And now today, it seems a little bit more trivial uh, because now there's many chain and there are a lot of people are talking about multi-chain. But at that time, it was uh, absolutely not trivial. You are either uh, Ethereum or, uh, or a Bitcoiner. Um, or EOS that came a little bit uh, after, but um, you were not, people were not building and designing for multi-chain. And so we migrated our business a bit, we shifted our business and uh, I said, okay, now we are very early into a crypto uh, thing and people will come into crypto uh, later on in a few years. And instead of competing with them with a game like Spells of Genesis uh, itself, when Hollywood, when Ubisoft, Electronic Arts will come, we won't be able to compete with them because they're going to have uh, a lot of cash, a lot of content, a lot of developer that will put in the product. So uh, I thought, okay, we are going to build tools uh, that are multi-chain by essence, allowing people to handle uh, their NFTs and tokenized assets in the chain they want and to localize their content into uh, the different chains and the different community. And that's what we are still um, doing today. Uh, Orbex Plora, you mentioned it, um, but basically... Today, when you want to look at your collection or, or, or see transaction, 
for every chain, you need to go to Etherscan. If you want another chain, Polygon, you need to go to Polygon Scan. If you have them on Solana, another uh, an, another uh, protocol. So it's not convenient from a user perspective, but also from a game developer perspective to query data on ownership of NFTs across multiple chain because you need to connect to every one of each of those services. And from the core, uh, Spells of Genesis um, is based on uh, our tool sets that we're developing internally, which are multi-chain by essence. And uh, Spells of Genesis is compatible with three chains right now. Um, counterparty, historically, Ethereum, um, Clayton, which is... Uh, uh, another one, but also we are adding Binance Scan and Solana and other. And when we add a new chain in this tool, everything that uses this tool becomes compatible to this new blockchain. So whether you want to transfer, mint, exchange, play, uh, everything is uh, is uh, compatible. And so today, only Spells of Genesis is compatible because we're building it and testing it with Spells of Genesis. But in the future, uh, we're gonna open it to uh, to any uh, any developer to be able to use tokenized asset NFTs um, with very few lines of uh, of development and code. Real quick, um, I want to speak to that. I think that's a really important point. So interoperability has always been a, uh, a a large issue across the industry. We have a lot of these uh, different ecosystems. Let's call them all a bunch of islands, uh, whereas you need a lot more bridges to connect all the islands together so they play nicely. And so you're not having to go to a, a bunch of different explorers to be able to first see your assets and then being able to move them across chain. Um, it's a... a Usually can be costly. It takes time and is uh, not super efficient. And you have a lot of vulnerabilities of for something to go wrong and you potentially to lose your assets. So what you've been able to create over at EverDreamSoft is a way to play a Genesis game and basically be able to move across all these chains and be able to do it in a, a simplified and, and quick way that the end user doesn't have to really figure out or, or, or do a whole lot for it to be able to move cross chain. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. That's what uh, we built. That's what we are also, con con that we also continue to build uh, is this bridge to really simplify from the user perspective uh, to the game developer perspective for, um, for integration. And the third tool that you mentioned, but it's actually not a third tool, is kind of inside the same uh, idea uh, in ecosystem is Kazatukan. So Kazatukan, for example, um, is a wallet uh, that is compatible to the chain that uh, our core system use. So it's compatible today with Ethereum and Counterparty. So as a player, whether you want to use Ethereum or Counterparty, you receive both of this address um, when you use uh, this wallet in a transparent manner. So you don't have to go left and right to get uh, 10 different wallets, uh, just one. Uh, where you can um, use all your NFTs and interact with the game in a unified uh, unified process. And Kazatukan is a part, is a stone of this uh, crystal suite, uh, which is this multi-chain tool. So I would say we have three, um, three ways at EverDreamSoft. One is the product content, Spells of Genesis. Second is Crystal Suite that includes Orb Explorer, Kazatukan, uh, and the open source dev tools. 
And there is uh, the third uh, part, which we didn't um, uh, talk a lot yet uh, and disclosed, but um, it's even even more ambitious, uh, e- even more cooler, um, and even more visionary. Because I have to say, multi-chain now is something like uh, on everybody, everybody, everyone's mouth. Uh, but we are working on um, blockchain for um, to certify NFTs. And uh, what is certifying NFTs is to certify the link between the asset and the token. The asset would be the game item, the piece of art, and the token is the smart contract that have uh, the token. Because we work on multi-chain for a long time, we identify that there is a critical flaw uh, into NFTs and tokenized assets is this link between token and asset. A few people are really um, catch that, um, but it's happening more and more. Um, I'll give a very simple example is I can create a piece of art and say it's unique and issue a, a contract, a token on Ethereum and saying, hey, this uh, unique piece of art, look at the contract, only one existing, I can trace back everything, perfect. But I can take a Solana, on Solana, I can create a new contract, a new token, and, and saying, okay, it's the same, it's linked to my piece of art. So on Ethereum, you will be able to verify that's unique. But on Solana, uh, there is another one, which is another chain. So when you work into indexing all this chain, you uh, understand and you notice that this link between the token and asset can be weak. And even with uh, Ethereum, uh, you can have two contracts um, that are representing the same asset, which is uh, the link between the the, the token and the asset uh, can be broken. Or uh, other example, if I take a Mickey Mouse, for example, I draw a Mickey Mouse um, and I create a contract on Ethereum and I sell it for on OpenSea for a lot of money. Then uh, Disney can come and say, right, okay, this token exists, fine, but this is not Mickey Mouse because we own Mickey Mouse and we never agreed to that. So they will go to OpenSea and say, hey, please remove. Uh, this image. And everywhere where the image will appear, they will say, please remove. And everybody will will have to comply. So you will end up with your token, right? Uh, the token will be there, impossible to take it from you. That's perfect. But you don't own the Mickey Mouse, um, but you are sure to have it. But the link between the asset and the token is broken. So what we're working on is a um, uh, uh, decentralized authority, uh, a blockchain, basically, uh, to certify the re- relationship between a token and asset, to certify that an asset is actually uh, related to a certain token that is actually unique and um, that is not breaking any law, etc. This way, you can it save yourself for uh, from a lot of scams and um, and issues that are arising today, and that will continue to arise in the future. Yeah, uh, that's pretty remarkable, and it's 
appreciate you spending the time to like walk through some of the critical challenges that are happening in the world of NFTs. Like you said, the link uh, between the true asset and the token that kind of shows where it's at and bridging that together. So you're creating a blockchain to authorize or to be an authorization tool to see, to help solve this issue and then to help verify um, these assets and these tokens uh, that represent them are being the same no matter what chain you're going across, whether it's the same or you're going cross-chain, et cetera, everything uh, falls succinctly. So I think that is a really cool tool. And I think what y'all are building um, at Everdreamsoft is is very innovative. And there are, I'm sure, even more things coming in your pipeline. But for someone who's listening to this right now, they're like, oh my gosh, this sounds really cool. Um, I want to learn more or I want to uh, participate in the in the game uh, and and be able to be one of the first users of this new tool for uh, NFT verification when it comes out. Um, how can they learn more? How can they start to participate? So uh, Wakwili is the name of the chain that we're, we're building. Um, we have no public disclosure in terms of website and stuff like that. So the best thing is to follow Everdreams of Twitter uh, here, there. Uh, there is all info, Discord as well. Here you will discover a lot of vintage NFT, spells of Genesis, like uh, our whole story uh, that we have around the cards. And also uh, we'll disclose everything about Wakwili um, on, on, on those, uh, those platforms. So if you are interested to know more and if you are not uh, afraid of uh, things that are a bit ahead of, of, um, of their time, because... Uh, now NFT is really it's it's mass. It's used by stars, and everybody knows about NFT. But when you go to this cutting edge technology, it's a bit of a, a leap uh, into your, your the way you think, uh, the the way you envis- envision um, a technology that you need to do this step. So if you are courageous uh, enough to to do this step, I'll Im- really invite you to join our social media um, to like follow our story and be crazy as, um, as, uh, as we are. Excellent. Well, uh, for everyone listening, if, if you want to rise to that challenge and do that, make sure you go participate and, and reach out. Uh, but Shimon, I always like to, to, to wrap up um, with um, a, a few things, but the, the main one that I want to discuss now is as you look across, you know, the years of you putting all of this together and being in the crypto space and seeing how much it's evolved, if you could impart one or two pieces of wisdom to yourself with the knowledge you have today to yourself when you first got started building out Everdreamsoft and, and kind of merging into this crypto space, what's a piece of advice you would give yourself? An advice to myself. The, I can say where we can, I could improve, I can, I can still, is... Um, the um, the part of the communication I should communicate more um, on my personal uh, social network because I'm really focused into deep into understanding um, or or having idea and they stay a lot with uh, in in myself and I would like to be able to express more but the thing is when you do coding so you have a great idea and maybe that's my issue because um, I I do code, um, and when you are a founder, uh, there it's another job. Uh, but I like coding because I want to see it live. 
I want to um, to see it, so to make it, and then okay, it's done. So I would say um, advice to myself: um, try to um, to to communicate more, even in my team, like the whole vision, and find the people uh, to 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 create it, uh, rather than. Um, uh, doing too much uh, on 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 myself or um, refraining from communicating uh, uh, early on um, to uh, before like proving it. So I like to prove and then communicate, but I should uh, be uh, more communicating um, on on that way. Oh, that's that's a really good one. Uh, effective communication. Uh, Everyone might not be able to see your vision, but if you can at least communicate what you're building towards, uh, people can help you get there a lot faster than you potentially can yourself. And it's also, as you are building this amazing thing, being able to communicate that out to others so they know that what you're doing and want to participate and and be a part of that as well. I think that's a really good um, reminder for a lot of uh, people listening to this and founders, et cetera. Um, but uh, Chabon, you know, you've given us a lot to think about. You've given us a lot of really good information. What's the final thought that you want to leave with all of our listeners here today? I think I really believe the game changer uh, with NFTs and all this blockchain tech is um, the world will change, uh, will change a lot. We are going to move from uh, the creation of uh, one company a product created by companies selling to customer, to products um, that are co-created and um, people will add uh, little elements. Audio compositor will create a little element, sound designer, illustrator, uh, game designers that are coming from the community. And everybody can monetize, uh, thanks to blockchain, their creation and make sure that everybody gets paid for the creation and it changed everything because you can have stakeholders that are much more large than employees of the company or, or, or real stakeholder of the company, but the whole community. So the DAO things that we see a lot, it's just the beginning, it's emerging. I mean, it's already crazy and uh, people can, can anticipate that there is a change, but there is really, really a big fundamental change on how project will be built, company will be run, and we're, it's just the beginning. So, For sure. Uh, it's an exciting time to be in this. We are still building out a lot of it, and you're not late to the party. Uh, find something you're passionate about, learn more about it, find ways to participate. And I think, uh, Shaban, that's a great reminder, and, and we definitely appreciate that. Um, as a reminder for everyone listening, ways that you can connect with EverDreamSoft, you can go to everdreamsoft.com. Um, go connect with them over on Twitter. Um, and also, I believe uh, you can connect with them on Discord and Telegram. Are there any other places you think would be good for, for them to go to? Yeah, that's the main ones. Forget we have Facebook and stuff, but of course these days uh, that's that's not the best place. But um, yeah, follow me directly on Twitter. Don't hesitate to ask me question directly uh, there. I said I want to communicate more, so the more like uh, impulse uh, you give me, um, the the more I will communicate. So don't hesitate to follow me, Shaban underscore Shame uh, as my Twitter handle. Excellent. Well, Shaban Shamey. Thank you again for spending some time with us today. Uh, we really appreciate all the information you were able to drop. And of course, to all of our listeners out there, stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years. 
as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from JTR2424. Excellent content. Great show for people to learn details about what's happening in crypto today. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our Moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.